two, one. Hello, internet peeps, and welcome to another edition of Big Trouble and Little Podcast, episode one ten. I am Joe Dubs. I am Andy. I'm Zach. And we are back again here on this grateful Tuesday. Uh, tomorrow is hump day. Can't wait to get past this week because work sucks. Hello, work. You suck dick. Um, but anyway, we're, we're going to be talking about You Only Live Twice, which I wrote so many times on the show, uh, on the graphics and stuff, You Only Live Once, and that's a totally different movie. Uh, I mean, that, that's the common saying is, well, you only live once. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the uh, the platitude. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the that's the saying, and that that's why that 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 this title was a playoff of that. Yeah. So we're gonna be talking about more Sean Connery, which we're almost done. But we have like two more movies: Diamonds Are Forever, and we're gonna never do never say never again. Yes. And uh, which pretty much means where which Andy said uh, just another Thunderball movie. We'll see. It 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 it's based on thunderball but there's there's deviations and it's weird too um might as well get this out of the way now a lot of people will realize this but by watching them this way not only is uh that one inconsequential to the actual order of the movies but we're gonna skip a movie chronologically which kind of matters because at this point they're finally starting to be like oh specter's the main bad guy and we finally know what blowfield looks like he looks like donald pleasance and so they're trying to do a thing. And in the next movie, it's Lazenby. But then after that, they go back to Connery for one movie. So I guess we're skipping that movie. So it's going to be weird uh, Bond movie timeline wise. But it, it barely, barely matters. It's just it's worth bringing up. It's worth just saying. Well, that's why it's called a Sean Connery ranking. Uh, that's how we do things here on the Big Trouble Little Podcast. Uh, but before we get into James Bond, guys, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, I'll start off with myself this time. Um, so I finally beat Hell House. Yay! <laughs> Done. Uh, I'm up to the part where... This is Final Fantasy Remake, by the way, for people who don't know. Yeah. Um, I did the you know cross-dresser cloud thing. I thought that was hilarious. I love I love that whole part of the game. It's hysterical. Mm-hmm. Did you dance on stage yet? The what? Did you dance on stage? Did yeah, yeah, I passed that. Already. It's one of my favorite parts of the whole fucking game. It's hilarious. I have to admit, the ghost train section is probably my favorite part so far. Spooky ghost train. Eh, we should save this. I think we'll we'll probably just blow out Final Fantasy once you beat it and talk all about it. Yep. And I beat Last of Us Part Two. Um, I'll say this without spoiling because Andy's going to be once we start our new project. I bet you that's going to be one of the games that's going to be on his list. Um, I'll say this: my ranking right now, because uh, I want to play it through it certain parts. I don't want to play the whole thing again, um, but I give it a seven out of ten. It does not deserve the ten out of ten. And I'm not being mean like the internet is and sending Laura Bailey fucking death threats because she played Abby. That is you know, stupid. What's wrong with people? Yeah, that is stupid. Uh, Abby is a bad character. The person who plays the character is really, really great voice voice actress, but the story is written badly. I kind of wanna, <laughs> I, I wanna rewrite Last of Us Part Two, and I think I'm gonna make that a project of mine uh, to pretty much explain what the story should be, and I will actually take the game scene and put it into my story I'll, I'll edit it somehow so that's that's my goal but it's the same opinion like last time gameplay is great uh story is not so uh seven out of ten for me uh i've been watching a lot of david lynch directing uh the third season of uh twin peaks <laughs> And it's just, it's just, you've been watching Twin Peaks or you've been watching like behind the scenes stuff behind the scenes where it's just a camera following David Lynch throughout the whole set. Okay. And <laughs> there's a part where, uh, he's with a character and he's, he's like, I want you to see like you have a really long neck. And the actress is like doing this and it, it's hilarious. And then he, you know, talks about 
he's like, I need more mud. Give me more mud. <laughs> Gets really angry. <laughs> and, and he's smoking a lot, which is, you know. No surprise. Yeah. No. So I, I recommend it. I'll, I'll actually link you, uh, you two, that, those videos I watch. It was interesting to see. Um, I've been, I'm almost done with the Netflix season uh, three of Dark. I have two more episodes, and that is the series finale. It is really good. It's probably one of my favorite time written time travel TV shows ever. That's how they fucking uh, construct that. Because, uh, you know, t writing time travel is hard. I think the only, the only thing that, like, successfully done it was Back to the Future. Um, what else did I do? I think that's it. Uh, been playing a lot more games than actually watching stuff, which is uh, surprising to, you know, our fans and probably Andy. But, uh... I guess we'll move to Andy. What about you? What, do you? what the hell have you been playing, watching, or doing? I'm still playing Animal Crossing once in a while. I'm playing Ring Fit when I can get around to it. <laughs> Part of me like is scared of that game now because I know it's going to make me sore. Um, I got really lucky this week, and a coworker was moving and found a bunch of old video games and like was going to give them to me, but I had to pay them because one of them was Run Saber, which is a pretty rare and expensive super nintendo game and i've been playing that and it is fun but it is hard it's uh if anyone's ever played strider on the second genesis it's very similar to that um it was uh it was made by atlas it's a side-scrolling like sword game it's, it's bizarre uh i beat tetris effect it was a real trip uh that, that game's great i mean it's tetris what do you expect but to get the headset on and have Ear, earphones on it's it's a real experience uh, but what i really wanted to talk about was this is something i would have never expected for myself but on a weird whim i now that it's on disney plus i watched hamilton uh it's extremely good it's like so catchy i can't fucking stand it like all the songs got stuck in my head right away plus it like it's just an interesting because that's always been my problem with like broadway musicals it's it's a bunch of stuff i don't really, like i don't care about a bunch of cats i don't care about um other one i can't think of any other examples because i don't know broadway stuff that much what is hamilton but, about uh, it's about alexander hamilton it's it's uh it's inspired by a book that is just about his life and it's about you know a bunch of stuff historians kind of like gloss over a lot um the, he was involved in the revolutionary war and it's it, it, by extension it's a bunch of other revolutionary war people and and you know the deck um Declaring independence and the the war for independence here, and then his later life and when he like founded uh, the banking system and uh, it this he had there was a scandal that like got him a, you know kicked out of politics sort of and then he famously was killed in a duel by Aaron Burr a guy who had just lost a run for presidency like that you know it's it's weird to think about but you know what if you know like, I guess it's not that weird to think about someone who didn't win the presidency killing someone in modern day but uh i don't know it's really good it's two and a half hours which is a little rough and it is just music and mm. you know I, I can watch um i can watch something like singing in the rain or la la land or something like that because it's like music and there's plot around it but there's still plot like when they're singing it's still this is this is what's going on this is the story and it's not all what you would typically think of as a broadway musical there's like rapping and like really quick speaking and really impressive i don't it's it's there's I, I rapping lack, yeah there's rapping. yeah yeah oh yeah yeah it's uh I, I lack the proper vocabulary to praise to to praise that i almost it is a movie but it's you know it's, it's a broadway musical it's it's extremely good and the song i've been listening to the songs just like when i'm eating breakfast and stuff because they're really catchy I'm going to have to check it out, but I'm doing the thing where, you know, when everybody's talking about it and being like, Hamilton, 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 I'm like, you guys are talking about it way too much. I'll wait until everybody stops talking about it, then I'll watch. <laughs> now, Hamilton's hype period already ended, basically. Yeah, more or less. Like, it just got put on Disney Plus, so it kind of got another, like, a blip mm -hmm. because a lot of people are getting to see it for the first time now, including myself. 
People but, were going people were going apeshit for Hamilton like two years ago. I guess it it broke some record. It, it won more Tonys than any other Broadway musical or something. Like again, that's not a world I'm much aware of. And I watched this on a whim, but I'm super glad it did. Man, it's 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 so catchy. I really, really, really liked it. Other than that, what else you've been doing? That's it. Yeah, yeah that, that's pretty. I mean, the highlights of my week were getting those games and playing Run Saber and uh, watching Hamilton. Like, it's just really long. Well, it's not really long. Two and a half hours ain't that bad. I also, uh, I I played a bunch of games for very short bursts because I repaired two Dreamcasts and I put new save batteries in four games and I had to test a bunch of shit. So I played like Sonic Adventure for fifteen minutes. I played super mario world for 15 minutes i play you know stuff like that so you said two and a half hours so i'm comparing it to peter jackson's uh king kong let me see what the runtime on that is that movie was like two hours 45 wasn't it three hours and seven minutes holy was it that long yeah remember fuck that I only ever saw that movie once. Why? Why that movie? What, is that your go-to long movie? The, I went to that movie uh, with my grandpa, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna treat you to King Kong," and he fell asleep because King Kong <laughs> is his favorite thing. And my ass was numb at the end of this movie, and I was like, "Why is this movie so long? It does not need to be this long. It's just Peter Jackson going, look at this landscape, look at this." I, I, I'm pretty sure I watched that movie in two two sit downs, if I recall properly. Mm-hmm. All right, Zach. What about you? What have you been up to, playing or doing? Um, same stuff basically. Uh, but still been chipping away at Command Conquer. I'm doing the GEI campaign now in the original game. I think I'm a little over halfway through it. Uh, then I'm gonna move to Red Alert when that's done. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I forgot that Red Alert's the one I've always wanted to try. Red Alert's great. To me, it's like the best one that they made. I think. Um, and uh, I'm still reading Swamp Thing, uh, Volume 2. It's It's gotten pretty crazy. I don't, I don't know if I want to get into shit like that, though. Like, the, the plot of it or anything. In case you haven't read it. Um, uh, God damn it, though. I just can't help but praise those books enough because of the writing and the art. It's all done in such a uh, non-conventional way. <laughs> It's like all the, the, the art will bleed into other panels and then like the way Alan Moore is describing what's happening and then it goes into something else. It's you just have to see it. Hmm. It's like if you read Watchmen or something, it's it's nothing like that. It's totally different. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I it's it somehow um, I was trying to explain to someone why Swamp Thing was such a compelling read one time. I can't remember if it's in the first trade paperback or the second trade paperback, but like. The main part of the story deals with existentialism directly. That's like the plot. And it would sound like, what, a comic book about existentialism? And But they do it in like a clever comic booky way, and it's super fun. And yeah, yeah it, it's, 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 it's so well written. It's very good. Yeah, check it out, though, for real. If you've never read uh, Alan Moore's run swap thing, just go find the first volume. It's They're usually pretty cheap. DC sells trades like cheaper than what Marvel does probably 16.99 or less if you can find it do you hate those type of people that go well like alan moore and like you know the watchmen you know it has to be like that too right like when they compare like also directors as well like um i don't know that doesn't tend to really get on my nerves that much it, it, it's that's going to be like very situational for me mm-hmm. everyone's got to have a point of reference like if 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 you're trying to tell someone to watch um, Inception, and they're like, "Is it like the Dark Knight trilogy?" And that's the only thing they've ever seen. You know, it's kind of like, "Well, I understand where you're coming from, but no." <laughs> I mean, t- tonally, sort of, but yeah, no. Yeah. By the way, I hate people that go when I say, "Hey, did you see Christopher Nolan movie?" And they're like, "Yeah, I see all the Batman movies." I'm like, you know, he did more than just Batman, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a, that 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 grinds my gears <laughs> so bad i guess uh, i guess a lot of people will know that oh alan moore did watchman uh and then it, it to me it goes watchman probably league of extraordinary gentlemen yeah then maybe maybe killing joke then maybe swamp thing and then whatever uh, other other stuff that he did because he's done a lot of work in other things that yeah you know that's it i haven't really been watching anything 
Yeah, wrestling's still stupid. <laughs> I only saw a clip of uh, Heat Slater coming back and uh, challenging Drew McIntyre, and like he slapped him in the face, like it was yeah. go- like it was going somewhere, and then it ended up like, oh, you know, we're buddies again. I'm just like, why did you do that? I would rather. It wouldn't be a big like, oh my god, it's Heath Ledger versus Drew McIntyre in a pay per view, but like, did you say Heath Ledger or Heath Heath, uh, <laughs> Heath Slater? I don't, I don't think he's gonna make it to a pay per view. I don't uh, know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. WWE always starts off like good, but then just like right away, just like I don't give a shit anymore. Cringe. The he cut good promo. It's just I got a question like why they did this the way that they did unless it was just like a work or something, kind of like the Drake Maverick thing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It, it reminded me a lot of that because he's like I got I got released back in what was that March, mm-hmm. like with all those other people, and then he comes back and he cuts this really good promo and I guess he had a match I didn't watch the match I don't know if he got squashed or whatever. They fought in jeans. That's all you need to know. Because it was ha- a street fight, brother. It was a fight between men. Yeah. But anyway, you know, back to like interesting stuff because wrestling's not interesting lately. Um I guess we'll talk about you only live twice. Uh <laughs> there there's some controversial things in this movie that wouldn't be done today, I don't think. Um it wasn't as bad as the womanizer like the last movie. Do you guys agree with me with that? Do you think he was bad as what? He wasn't womanized, like he wasn't over like sexualizing the girls in this movie compared to the last movie. I mean, yeah, he has. I mean, there were always you know, like the parts where he's like, <laughs> remember when he had to act like he was a husband? And he's like, mm-hmm. let's you know, let's fuck. I'm I'm paraphrasing him pretty much. Uh, and she's like, no, this is strictly business and all that stuff. It's like, it's like Japanese women have more honor than like American and English girls. Um, which is even though she does fall for him anyway, but I, I digress on that. And she experienced his excellent swimming skills and all this other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say this right off the bat. I did not enjoy this movie. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, I was bored pretty much from beginning to start. I mean, beginning to end. (laughs) So you were bored right when the movie started. You was like, I'm done. (laughs) Um, one, I don't know. It's just, I like the whole setting in Japan. I guess the only thing I actually liked is seeing Peter, my, uh, the rocks, uh, granddad, like High Chief Peter Maivia. There you go. Who, who who was he? Was he the guy he fights in the office? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You guys said that in the chat, and I was trying to think who who would that have been? Because it's funny because uh, the part where you know, <laughs> uh, I almost said the Rock, but when uh, James Bond almost almost gets assassinated by like that COVID Asian guy because he's wearing like a mask, I thought that was hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, and when I mean COVID, I mean the mask. I'm not being like fuck China. He's wearing a surgical mask in yeah. in Japan. That's like an actually like really common thing. Yeah. Yeah. People in subways would wear it. Stuff. Yeah. If you if you're sick, as a courtesy, you wear a mask. Yeah, but he was assassinating somebody. I guess. Yeah, maybe- but but that makes it. It's the it's the equivalency of someone wearing like, uh, uh um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a handkerchief in the West or something. Like handkerchiefs are everywhere, so of course you can use it to cover your face. People just. Oh. Have him on. So it, it's kind of it's it's something inconspicuous because if you saw that guy going down the street, you wouldn't be like, he's going to kill someone. You'd be like, ah, he's sick. Yeah. <laughs> but when, when I saw that big Samoan in that like tiny car, I was like, that has to be a wrestler. <laughs> and I had to research it. And I was like, holy shit, that's the Rock's granddad that we always hear about when WWE yeah. plays it like a thousand times. Yeah. And when you watch the, the, the fight scene, you could. It's just him because he's a freaking wrestler, so he's like bumping for like the whole scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty cool. There was a lot of things that kind of annoyed me in the movie, like the part where uh, when he gets into the car, like the whole time. Come on, dude, you didn't know that was James Bond or somebody different than your friend that you brought to go kill somebody. I believed it up until the fact that he had to carry him upstairs. That was the part where it's like, okay, now we've got to know. Yeah, though, like, yeah. though, here's here's another consideration. 
they might have just met. Like maybe it's someone he doesn't normally work with. Maybe they're like, we need you to drive drive this guy to go do something. And maybe they didn't tell him. Maybe that's it's like uh, in Reservoir Dogs, they all meet for the first time when they're having breakfast, mm-hmm. and they they're all given names: Mister Pink, Mister White, Mister Yellow, Mister Blue. Why so maybe it was like that. that? Just given given the movie benefit of a doubt here. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just I felt the story was stale. I think Spectre. I, I think Austin Powers kind of ruined it for me with uh, <laughs> with Spectre, because like all I could think of is Doctor Evil, <laughs> with the you know seeing him and you know the, the base, the whole concept of them like launching this like space rocket and like actually no like I guess I kind of get it. it's probably the times that the, the special effects are kind of lacking in my opinion in this movie. I feel I feel like every time they go to Spectre, it's like cheesy stuff. But like when they when Spectre's not in it, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, this movie is um, it's really starting to come down with what would plague the Bond franchise for uh, like a decade or something going forward. And there's a there's there's a few gasps left of like really good solid spy shit. But more and more audiences are trying to indicate that they like the hammy, um, like big action stunts and the gadgets and um, uh, Bond getting out of impossible situations and and doing kooky stuff, Um, more humor. And they just like the larger than life presence that is Spectre and Blofeld and stuff like that. And it's a shame because it gets away from what I like. I like the nitty gritty spy stuff i like bond to be in a little more um i don't know the right word like more of an asshole i guess is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. but this it, more and more we're gonna see that going for i mean we only got a couple more movies to watch but if you if you watch the rest of the bond movies you'll see that and it comes to a peak in the roger moore era which is why i'm always so harsh on the roger moore era zach what about you what, what's your opinions on the movie I like this movie, actually. I thought it was pretty good. Hmm. <laughs> what do you like about um, it? I like, the set, I, I like the setting of it, like how it was all Japan stuff for starters. Um, it was kind of a breath of fresh air, really. Yeah, uh, we didn't have to go back to the Caribbean again. Yeah, no Caribbean or island places and no Europe and no Russia. Um, I know, I know um, Goldfinger was in America primarily, but yeah. Um, uh, I thought it was funny though, just coming off Thunderball. Like the intro has to do with like a bunch of like nautical shit again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's more, there's more scuba stuff and everything, and then it's like, oh, okay, that's over now. <laughs> they did like a weird. They, they just wanted to do like this intro where it's like, oh, he's not going to the office this time. It's an office in a submarine. Yeah, that's so weird. He's got it's like M's got an office in the submarine. It's <laughs> like what the hell? I didn't like the intro, he brings though. Money Penny with him, of course. Uh, it's silly. They killed him. It's like the intro was kind of crazy. It's like, oh fuck, is he dead? It's like no, he's just. And then he gets up and they they, they recover and put him in the sub. And he's like, permission to come aboard. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Okay, so, sorry to interrupt you, Zach, but that that part where in the beginning, I explain it to me. That was planned out, right? The yeah. They made it look like he died just so that Spectre wouldn't get on him, right? Yeah, as he gets get the heat off of him, I yeah, guess. Remember, uh, M. Bernard Lee says that is it now maybe your your enemies will stop looking for you so hard or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind I kind of like when he started doing his investigation in Japan too. That the beginning part to me was pretty cool. He's doing like the course corporate espionage jazz, and he was like talking to like other people and stuff. And when he, he he encountered Aki, and then like it was kind of like, uh, um, oh hell, what's the word I'm looking for? It was a bit ambiguous, like whether or not she was with him or not for a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. I like her character all throughout the movie. Aki's one of the best parts of this movie, I thought. I yeah, think, plus I think... she, she drives that sweet car. That car is so cool. I, every time I watch this movie, I look that car up. Because I'm like, oh, what is that again? And then it's like an uber expensive, uber rare, only really sold in Japan car. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know I'd never afford a car like that anyway. But it's just, you know, it's even more elusive because it is not even. Did car. you like the product placement of Sony in that little TV in the tiny in the, in the car? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like this is Sony and you could talk into this machine and stuff. Um. 
What did you think of the helicopter scene? <laughs> well, I that was far the water. Yeah. That's oh, I, okay. I thought you meant when he was in the little the little helicopter. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, that one. Helicopter. That's the one I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I was thinking about the the magnetic thing. Okay. That was funny too, though. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that little helicopter deal. I was like, is that like actually a thing that works? And I, I looked it up. I'm like, it is. Okay, so that wasn't bullshit. That's kind of cool. I just yeah, that seems that seems really interesting too because we're used to seeing helicopters like all all the time, but helicopters in 1967 Seven. were still like kind of new. Yeah, like still pretty people new. were people had seen Mash, I think, so they were like they knew what a helicopter was, but there wasn't like this kind of stuff going on. I I just love that. It, the, <laughs> The, the, he got that helicopter and like you know he's being taught all the like missile every weapon on that fucking thing and he used all those weapons on that, that helicopter in that one scene yeah and i was like i was like oh my god it's not that i'm hating on it i'm just like wow how convenient <laughs> he just got this helicopter to take out these helicopters and that's it i thought that was a, that was a cool scene though it's like a helicopter battle mm-hmm. <laughs> shake like, shake things up a bit Here's I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever seen a movie where there was a helicopter battle. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the probably the controversial uh part of the movie where I don't think would happen today because of how people are offend, offended by what character is playing what character uh is when they have to turn James Bond into a Japanese <laughs> person. They didn't like really do anything. They kind of gave him like a toupee. Yeah, you see that if it looked better, it would be a little bit more forgivable. But man, it looks bad. It, it didn't even look like they did anything. I'm wondering if they didn't have like more prosthetics, and then Sean Connery was just like, "No, I'm not doing it." Like he just it refused. seems like something he would do, doesn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm not wearing this shit because he's like maybe he's allergic to. Was spirit gum a thing back then? Was that invented yet? I don't know. I I I know a little bit about special effects, but only like from the '80s on. I don't know about back then. Yeah, I don't know, like, if he had an allergy or if he was just being, like, you know, just like, no, I refuse to wear this bullshit. Just say I'm Japanese. Yeah, in that scene, they, like, show, like, they're putting, like, like a prosthesis over his eye and they're doing some other stuff. And then in the next scene, it's just like he's wearing that dopey-looking hairpiece. And yeah. that's, like, it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that, that was you could have just given him a haircut. Well, no, here, here's what's really bothered me. Uh, the the tiger guy, I don't, I don't know his name, but he's, like... Tiger Tanaka, brother. My other favorite part of this movie. Yeah, that guy is awesome. He's like, He's great. you Englishmen, you know, you guys love your fur on your, like, chest and, like, Japanese, it's smooth or something like that. When they were turning, turning, uh, turning Japanese, I really think so. Um, <laughs> I think so. Uh, when James Bond was being transformed, like, I was thinking they were going to, like, wax his uh, chest hair. They didn't even do that. He wore a shirt. No, he's like, you're not waxing my damn chest. Leave it alone. I'm not wearing this shit either. Just say I'm Japanese. That's totally what happened. Do it with CG. I don't know what that is yet. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Do you think if they would have get, at least given him a pair of glasses or something, that would have helped? <laughs> that would have made it more racist, I think. I, I was thinking about that <laughs> too, like honestly. Good bottle glasses or something. Maybe brush teeth or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, okay, yeah, no, yeah, no. I guess not. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else they could have done. I, yeah, that would have been it to me. It happens in the book. They do that in the book as well. They need to make him look Japanese, but of course, it's in text, so they're like, "Oh, they used super sophisticated science, and they did all this surgery and stuff." But okay. in the movie, they you can't. They should have just written it out. They should have written that out. But here, here's the here's the thing. Why? I mean, there was nothing. Besides going to that uh, lady's, uh, you know, parents' home for like a scene, there was no Spectre agent in, like in that town to like spy on them. Besides the volcano base, that but they didn't know that they don't like they they are looking for the bad guys. And what if the bad guys are looking for them or see them first, or he gets caught or gets spotted? He's on a security camera or anything. Anything could have happened. They they need they still they need to keep the illusion that Bond is dead. That helps them. Why not just, I, I guess for movie sake, Hollywood, like why not just have James Bond in their little <laughs> ninja camp that they fucking had? 
And then when they say, well, oh, we, we, you know, we found a volcano base and then James Bond comes and, you know, wrecks havoc. I feel like too, in their little ninja base, that one guy breaks in and tries to stab him. Oh, yeah. So obviously they had been infiltrated by the bad guy. And if he's just walking around as James Bond, that guy reports back. Oh, fucking James Bond is over here. And now Blofeld knows all Spectre knows. No, nah, no, no, no. We can't have it. I, I I I laughed a little bit when he killed that infiltrator in the base because I was like, oh shit, did he kill somebody by accident? Because he came up, he's like, you killed him, and he's like, well, he tried to kill me. <laughs> he says it like so assured. He's like, hey, this is fine. I kill people all the time. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, uh, this is pretty much when Aki got killed, right? It was a little bit before that scene, I think. No, it no, might have been after. after. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like Aki dies, and Bond has feelings for her, kind of. I guess maybe I don't know. Uh, I mean, it seems pretty clear. Yeah, I thought he did. And like the next part, you just <laughs> the next scene, he just he's not showing any anger. He kills that uh, Spectre agent. He's like, oh, I killed her. He's, he's dead. That's it. And then you know he moves on to the next <laughs> Asian girl. I guess. I guess that's James Bond. How many times do you think that's happened to him at this point? Probably a lot. I mean, there's true. And, yeah. <laughs> so, just saying. Mm-hmm. He'd have to be jaded by this point, even more so if the movies were coming in the correct order. But in fact, uh, I was reading a little bit about it. Uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service was supposed to come next, but they sh- they shot this one first because it required a bunch of location scouting. And of course, if you know Zach, if you're sick of the the Caribbean, just like I am at this point. If, if you watch them in order, which, you know, I kind of urge you to you know, take a little time out of your day and, and watch two movies this coming week. Uh, it takes place mostly in the Alps. So that's another complete, you know, out of left field location. You want to you want to do a double feature for, for that one, too, since it's like we can't put can't the Lazenby. What's yeah. your favorite Lazenby movie? Oh, OK, well, there's no we're doing the Lazenby month. Oh, there's just one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we could just kind of crowbar it in, I guess. I mean, I'd be down because it's one of my favorites. It's really good. Let's, let's do it. All right. Lazenby. You got to give me that. That we don't have to watch them out of order. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. And then the diamonds are forever. And we'll do that. So we're going to be doing Lazenby's movie and diamonds are forever next week. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Unless you want to split them up. I, I don't know if you want to spend more time on Bond than necessarily, though. It's, it's up to you guys. It's just I'm always down to watch on Her Majesty's Secret Service because I do like uh, you, only, you Only Live Twice, but I think it's my least favorite Connery movie. Pretty sure it is. Do you think if Connery was in that movie instead of Lazenby, it would have been better? I don't know. I really don't. I've thought about That's it before and possibly, but I really wish Lazenby had got – like if you think about Connery and Dr. No, he's good, but he's not the best yet. Yeah. And the same thing happens to a lot of the other bonds. Like some of them, like, uh, like Pierce Brosnan, like hit it like right away. But some of the other bonds, like the second or third movie, they're, they're even more bondy. They get, they kind of figure out their bond and Lazenby never got, never got to do that. Yeah. It's always been a huge shame. Lazenby's agent or someone's agent. There's like six conflicting stories about why he's not in it. But I guess the most popular version of it is his agent was like, look, you need to start doing, Hip kids films, man. Fucking kids don't want to see no no James Bond anymore. It's all about motorcycle movies and 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 inner city violence movies. Yeah, you should you should pass on the next Bond movie. So he did. Ugh. We'll talk about that more next week, though. Sorry. Yeah, let's do a double feature. Let's do two movies next week. Get okay. get it out of the way. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, the end. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the people who are in this movie. Like you guys already brought up the fact that the, the rocks granddad is in it. Is that what you said? Yes. Right. That's super interesting. But, um, the guy who plays tiger, uh, I kept thinking like, I know I've seen him in something. He's one of, he's one of the three titular outlaw samurai in the movie outlaw samurai. The movie is fantastic. It's a, it's part of the criterion collection and it's kind of a standalone samurai action movie. Um, but it is extremely good, and he's in that. And when I saw that for the first time a few years ago, I kept thinking, like, I know I've seen him in something, but I think I kept thinking, oh, he's an extra in Yojimbo, or he's an extra in Seven Samurai or something, and I'm just not realizing it. No, he was in this. Oh, that's so cool. Also, the fucking screenwriter of this movie is, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his first name, R- Rald Dahl? 
the guy who wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. What? And, and Fantastic Mr. Fox huh. and Matilda and all that stuff. Like the, the children's author, he wrote the screenplay for this movie. Huh. Isn't that bizarre? I saw it in the it's opening credits. And I was like, wait, is it the same Roald Dahl I'm thinking of? And looked it up. Yeah, it's him. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I guess he he cut his he helped with the screenplay on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I think, but didn't like do it. He just like gave some input. But this is this is the time when he actually was like, I'm gonna write this whole screenplay. I, I guess he did a good job as far as like I mean, it's a competent movie. It's it's, it's just weird and interesting that it was him of all people. Oh, he also wrote uh, James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> I was trying to think of the other one. <laughs> um. The the whole piranhas and the the little thing was was funny. I think. Oh, I about that. Yeah. I was uh, kind of shocked uh, that girl. Uh, what was her name? Oh man. Eleven. Yeah, they called her Eleven, but she had she had a name too. It was something Brant. It's like oh, they just dumped her in there. She's dead. It kind of like looked like they were positioning her as a Helga Brant. Yeah, Helga Brant. Like maybe she was going to do another thing and then get killed later. I thought. Yep, you know, she's out. <laughs> Nope, dead. <laughs> they killed the sexy German lady. Why is my camera like just focus? Because it's hard to focus on you. God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> um hmm, the, the 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 ending fight scene, I guess, with the not not with uh Blofeld, but the other big guy, uh where they're fighting near the piranha thing. Hmm. What do you think of that fight? You thought it's just the the staple Bond has to fight this big guy kind of because I thought like Peter my my Maivia, uh was like the the big guy that he was gonna fight in, in the movie, but you know he ended up you know beating him. Well, he was I think the Maivia guy. He's like the henchman to the business guy, but Blofeld's got to have his own henchman that Bond's got to fight, right? Like his guy has his, his own muscle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a bit quick for for a muscle fight. Yeah. And like they didn't really build that guy up. He's just like a big tall German guy, I guess. <laughs> it's just what I thought looking at him. <laughs> like, okay. Then he didn't show him fucking anybody up or anything. He was just imposing. But <laughs> I just like the part where uh uh James Bond uses the cigarette bullet thing. <laughs> <laughs> Those are fucking cool. Yeah, that is bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like good bad. It's bad, man. But uh, when he kills the the guy that opens up the fucking uh, capsule in the volcano, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I just like the part where Blofeld like, whatever, we're still gonna be winning. <laughs> we're still gonna, you know, do our purpose. And then like James Bond comes in and says, "No, well, I, I just fucking ruined your plan." And then he runs away. What do you guys think of Donald Pleasance? I couldn't believe that was Donald Pleasance, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is that him? Like, I, after this song played him, I was like, what the that, fuck? That's Dr. Loomis. Wait, the guy from Halloween? Yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's Blofeld. <laughs> oh, wow. That that just, wow. Holy shit. Did that Blofeld your mind? Yeah, hell yeah, it did. <laughs> he didn't even get to shoot Bond six times, man. He was going to shoot him. He and comes they, back. He comes back. Yeah. Blofeld Three. ain't done. Yeah, I figure. Man, I, I never... This is the first time I've actually seen Blofeld. Um, and it's like it's like Dubs was saying. Like I, I was like, oh my god, it pretty much is Dr. Evil. Like, it just... I mean, yeah, little... when you see the Austin Powers movies, if you've seen these 60s-era Bond movies, they just rip them off just, like, wholesale. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It doesn't bother me any. I just think it's like, wow, really? Jeez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just kind of messes with my mind a little bit, because it's just like... Uh, it looks like that. If I never seen the Austin Powers movie, I mean, I I would still play. Uh, I would still say, yeah, it's the sixties. But I'd be like, oh, okay. But since I seen Austin Powers, I'm just like one million dollars and all that stuff. And I'm just like, uh, it kind of ruins it, it a little bit for me. Does it for me? I kind of think actually, like I haven't seen Austin Powers in a super long time. But I bet when I go back to watch it, I'll have like a new appreciation for it. I think you will. <laughs> 
Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, another thing that bothered me when they were having the fight in the little base and stuff. Like, they were hiding behind chemical canisters while they're shooting, by the way. And yeah. not, not one bad guy d- decided, hey, let me just shoot that canister to blow them up. Well, it's not a video game. Yeah, they're not color-coded for you to shoot. <laughs> Plus, it was, it was the 60s. Nobody knew chemicals hurt people and gave you cancer yet. Yeah, that's true. They just thought they were just har- harmless rocket fuel. Yeah. Um, That's all I could think about. Am I missing anything that uh, kind of stands out? One more piece of praise. I really like, uh, even though it's not... I mean, the second half of it is Bond, but I really like the intro in space. Mm-hmm. When that was, the, the Americans yeah. in the capsule and the guy's like out doing an EVA and the, the thing comes and like it screws up the radio signal and stuff and it cuts the guy's air. It's just it's cool. It's really exciting and neat. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty different way to start. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of the ninjas? Like all the the ninjas. Like, like he's talking Tiger's dog. And he's like, do you do you have a special forces? He's like, I have something better. Ninjas. <laughs> and then he's got like a, to- a whole ninja training facility and they he's have, like, like i have ninjas and this guy's learning to use a katana it's like eh, i don't maybe maybe just a gun maybe just use a gun but then you see those guys in the in the base fucking whipping ass with katanas yeah. and it's like yeah okay then, i get it then you figure it out yeah <laughs> well no i like the beginning part where just like here's your classic ninjas and then we go into the basement area and this is your modern ninjas where they yeah, have like true. guns you must understand the traditional methods before you can advance to the. Yeah, modern. you gotta pass Ninja One Hundred and One before you move yeah. on to like Two Hundred and One. <laughs> That's how it is. That's how ninja ninja shit is, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say, like, uh, I really liked uh, the Tiger Tanaka character. The dude yeah, that played too. him was great. And yeah, I I didn't see him in the movie Andy was talking about, but I still feel like I've seen him from something, and I don't know. I didn't look yet. What else is he known for? I uh, w- I went to. Go oh, s- he's in Harakiri too. God damn it! I've seen, okay, well, he's he, he's in a bunch of kick-ass Japanese movies and this apparently. I thought for a second because I actually looked it up and he's not in it, and it kind of makes me sad because I was like, wait, is he the Asian guy from Die Hard from the Nakatomi building? Oh, like the 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 CEO guy. Yeah, the guy that gets shot in the beginning. I was like, is was that it him? No, it's not. I was saying. I think I. I don't know. He's just that's that's quite a bit later. I could see him maybe aging enough to possibly. He's in a fuck ton of movies. Huh. Um. I mean, some of them are Japanese and some of them are American made. Hmm. So you've probably seen him in something. Just nothing's jumping out as being like, oh, it's common. Oh, he's in a, he's in one of the battles with that honor or humanity series too. That's something I've been working through. Proxy check, War. I'll have to check that out. But uh, I like the, the, the chemistry with him and Bond. I felt like they had a lot of on-screen chemistry, and that was cool. Um, I, I like uh, Mr. Osato uh, <laughs> when, you know, they're having that business meeting. And, like, after he sees the, the gun in in uh, James Bond's, like, jacket and stuff, like, after the, he, uh, the meeting, he tells, you know, Eleven, kill him, <laughs> get rid of him. And then you have that horrible scene where the car just like slowly, like you could have killed, <laughs> you could have killed James Bond like right away, but you know it had to, had to be uh, a perfect scene where she pulls up and it says get in and stuff. It had a little bit of an awkward start, but it ended up being cool. Yeah. Um, also liked that scene where uh, like Brant or Eleven captures him, and then they they kind of like. Oh, did did he seduce her? Did did he do it? And he's like, no, she tricked him. And it ended up being, and uh, the, there's that whole scene where she tries to kill him in the plane. I thought that was cool. <laughs> I forgot about that scene. <laughs> She's just like, it's like, oh, I convinced her. We're flying away to Europe, and then she just throws that weird fucking firebomb thing back there, and traps him, and she's like, bye, and just gets out of the plane. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, that that's another thing that kind of. I, Maybe was James Bond wearing a a, a parachute a backpack in that plane as well? No, I don't recall. No, I don't recall. That. Yeah, I don't think so. Because you would think no, you would think he. he cra- I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say you would think as a spy, you know, doing detective work. Unless you're saying like love was blinding him, I guess, or the lust was blinding him, because you would think like, why is she wearing a you know parachute backpack while she's fly- flying a plane? What what is going on here? I think he thought that he legitimately, you know, got her and no. (laughs) 
And then he like managed to crash away the plane, get the fuck out of there. I thought that was funny too. It showed the stunt man run the fuck away from the plane. You know what? <laughs> you know what I thought was going to happen? Uh, because what? when she pulled the uh, parachute and he regained control of the airplane, I thought he was just going to like run her over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know if they would have done that. But that would have been crazy. I mean, that would have probably been uh, look kind of ugly in, in uh, special effects. I guess, kind of. Got you yeah. now, bitch. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> the ladies always fall for me. <laughs> there you go. I got it. All right. But like right after, right after that, the Tanaka goes like, the, "You, you messing around with these girls is gonna get you killed, Bon sound. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that they kept on calling him Bonson. Bonson, <laughs> just use my helicopter. That that's a toy. <laughs> that was funny too. Yeah. All right. All right, do you guys recommend this film? Yeah, I recommend pretty much all Bond movies. I think I've said it before, but even my least favorite, I'm like, yeah, watch it. It's Bond. It kicks ass. It's fun. Yeah, even though I kind of like trashed on it, uh, it's still an okay movie. So I, I recommend it. Even though I, I, liked it per- I liked it pretty well. I thought it was good. I like it. All right. All right, time to move on to some news that matter to us. So a lot of people are debating now because 2K has upped their game from $59.99 to $69.99 for next-gen consoles. And they're debating that they're taking the first step. Excuse me. And um, they think because they're doing it, a lot of people, a lot of greedy assholes are going to follow suit, like EA, Activision, and all that. Um, a lot of people are saying, why is 2K being the first one to do it when their microtransactions are making way more money and making them bank than the actual revenue of them buying the game, uh, their games? And I have to agree with them. It's like, why did they have to be the first one? Maybe the obvious answer is because they're assholes and they're greedy and they just want more money and that's why they're doing it. That that's an easy that's an easy answer. Uh, of course, they're assholes, and of course they're greedy. Of course, they want to make money. They're a company. Like, mm. There's a certain level where it's like, yeah, I get it. But game companies have been whining for years, like two gaming generations. Eh, but we don't make enough money on games. That's why we have to make DLC and microtransactions and all this other shit so that we can make our money back. Because when you buy a sixty dollars game, we're barely making any money. So. That tells me that 2K is going to stop nickel and diming people with microtransactions and DLC now, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. They're not. Everyone knows they're not. They're, they're totally not. There's no way. And I, I'm with Zach's opinion. He said it before the show. It's like, okay, you, let us spend 70 or $80, but don't nickel and dime us. There should be. Yeah, give me the whole fucking game once. Yes. That's always been their justification uh, for it. For like, well, the game price needs to increase, but we can't. We always face so much resistance for it. So we make, make up for that with DLC and microtransactions because uh, we don't think anybody will buy a $70, $80, $90 game or even $100. I've heard that figure thrown out too. Yeah, but, um, but when you look at all the DLC and all the microtransactions that you need to buy in order to have the full experience um, – the game ends up being like what, hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars with all the fucking yeah. DLC. Yeah, nowadays they do, so depending on what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think another- some games, some games still have minimal DLC, but like more and more of them are yeah, ending up like what you're talking about. I mean, we're talking about two K. Let's take one of their best money makers, Borderlands. How many DLCs does every Borderlands have? Like four, five, six? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Look so, at look at Dying Light. I think they're doing it right. That game is what five years old, and it's still coming out with DLC. And it's not like they're doing it for you know greedy. It's like they're building off of that game. Yeah. Um, look, I uh, there was a time that I thought DLC was evil, but it, it kind of won me over. And you know what won me over was quality, because at first it was always everyone remembers the horse armor, right? Everyone mm-hmm. can recall. Bethesda trying to push $10 horse armor on us, and everyone said, whoa, DLC is the devil. Fuck what, Bethesda. what are you doing? And then actual DLC started to come out. We got stuff like, I mean, even Oblivion's own Shivering Isles is still to this day one of my best examples of 
DLC. And, uh, you know, I, I picked a little bit on Borderlands here, but the Borderlands DLC is pretty good. It's full stories. It's fully voiced. It's lots of hours of gameplay. It's new weapons. It's new enemies. So, I mean, DLC itself isn't bad. I've kind of been okay with the $60 game plus $20, $30 DLC model. Like, when, when Mario Kart 8 came out with new tracks and racers, I was more than happy to pay for that. That, that was a great bargain, in my opinion. I can't, it was like $8 or something. It was like a dollar a track Here, or something. I, more than happy to pay that. Fine. I, I probably would have paid more. It was, it was There was a lot of value in that. But sometimes DLC has no value. And it's the same with a game. If it's a shitty game, I'm not going to pay $60 for it. Here's a question, and this kind of sucks because, like, if you're going to try to cut costs because you're just like, we're not making money off of this because... You know, you're you're paying the top-notch graphic designers and all that stuff, and then you're paying the top-notch voice actors. Do you think every game needs top-notch voice acting? I mean, some of your best games like Zelda and Banjo and fucking Kazooie, you don't even need voices, uh, voiceovers to uh, be in their games. You just don't. You don't need the Troy Baker and Nolan Norts to... Uh, voice your game i mean it's good because the story and you can make it like a movie but not every game needs to be like a movie no well, this this falls into that that old um that that thing where every game now has to be a triple a billion jillion dollar game or an indie game there's like no in between anymore like um what was that game set set to uh whatever or something what was it called? The sacrifice. The, yeah, that's the it. Weird, yeah. They were like, oh, we're going to skirt the line. And I thought it did really well. And I was hoping we were going to like see that come back a little bit. But it doesn't feel like it feels like we're still in the same spot. Every game was either made by three people in an apartment building or 300 people at, you know, Ubisoft Canada or something. You know? Fuck, it's more than that now. <laughs> it's yeah. like a, they, Ubisoft was bragging about Assassin's Creed was made by a thousand people like 12 years ago. Yeah, and they're always like, ah, oh, they've all got different religions and they're different colors and creeds. It's like, okay, settle down, guys. I don't care. And then we bitch about how much money we don't make and we can't figure out why we don't make enough money when we have 1,000 people working on this video game. Yeah, Square Enix is whining that they only <laughs> sold 7 million copies of Deus Ex or whatever it was. I don't know. Yeah. Fuck. But then you hear about, like, you hear a counter-argument. be like, oh, you know, the developers are starving and they're living shitty lives and stuff. I'm like, don't they have salaries? Isn't that a thing? I mean, they work shitty hours. I've never heard that they are starving and never made any money. No, game, game developers actually are getting, like, a shit end of the stick and all of this. But I think it's the same. Well, this is getting way too political. But in a lot of businesses, it's the same way. Like, all the money is staying at the top. Um, uh, Bobby Kodak, I think, famously got like a huge bonus, but they also laid off a bunch of people like <laughs> almost the same month or something. So, you know, it, it's there's money, it's just it's not getting to the people who are making the games. And, you know, uh, crunch is a serious problem in the game industry right now. And, um, I don't know, game developers like kind of need a union or something, but it yeah, that's never know. gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. People always say that. People always want to say, "Oh, it's never going to happen." When it comes to lots of lots of organizations unionizing, but that doesn't change the fact that that's what they need. Like, just because you dismiss it out of the hand doesn't mean that they should they should give up trying to get reasonable pay and hours and and get out of having to work crunch, which is like ridiculous. They don't get paid overtime. They don't. They have to stay at the office. They, it's it's dumb. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. They shouldn't have to give up their time to make these games. I, these games, these aren't these games aren't so good that I want people to suffer to make them. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but I hate that they use that crutch to be like, "Well, you need to pay the developers." The money never gets to developers. It always stays yeah. at the top. So stop using that as an argument. And it just shows you that you know, two K being a greedy asshole. Is doing that. Do I expect games to go up in price because of inflation? Yes. Uh, we haven't seen a price hike since what two generations ago. Yeah, it is yeah. overdue. But DLC and microtransactions were filling that void. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll see who follows suit. I I I, I bet you we're going to see Activision next. I think that's the next company that's going to be like. Call of Duty, $70. And I'm like, ah. anyway, 
Another news. I, would, I was kind of thinking EA. I was thinking it would be FIFA, Madden, stuff like that. That'll be announced at 70 bucks. Maybe. Uh, I feel like EA is trying to be the good boy in things lately. That's true. I mean, people, they were they were notorious for being the shittiest for a long time. But they're trying. They're mm. trying. God bless them. They haven't, they haven't closed a studio they consumed recently, or have they? And Command & Conquer is not a shit fest like uh, WoW. Uh, not WoW. Yeah, uh, Warcraft. That War, sh- uh, Warcraft 3. Warcraft three that that shit fest that happened during that. You have no idea how how angry that made me. <laughs> did you get a refund? I got it. I did get a refund. I was just so let down. Mm-hmm. Like they're at a point to me where if they fuck up Diablo four, I'm done with them. That's it. <laughs> Is that the strike three? What was strike one? Um. Uh, probably, uh, I guess it was Diablo Immortal and just how they handled that. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Don't you all have cell phones? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was just so goddamn tone deaf of them to do that. To, to have BlizzCon this place where a bunch of people fly out and your primary audience is hardcore PC gamers because you're one of the only companies left that really caters to that crowd. Mm hmm. And you fly, everybody flies out, and they, they come and congregate. And then it's like, guys, this is our new Diablo project. And it's a mobile game. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Like, Don't you have iPads and iPhones? What? what? God that, damn it. <laughs> that was stupid. Oh, so there's a big bid right now, a bid war between Sony and Xbox for WB Interactive, uh, the game company for WB, which has uh, Batman in there and Mortal Kombat, which I th- well, what? it's 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 Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers owns DC Comics, so everything DC related that will be developed into a video game is going to come from Warner Brothers Studios. So the way I see it is, Sony is probably going to back off because they're they're paying a lot of money for Spider Man to be on their console only. Um, so it looks like Xbox might be the the winning. Um, but if somehow Sony's like, haha, we still got money from PS4 and buys WB Interactive, that's kind of like <laughs> fucked up in my opinion. Um, but I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Because doesn't Mortal Kombat uh, land on uh, on WB? I, I don't know if it does or not. I mean, I, let me check that real quick. Uh, just like, can you elaborate a little more on this story? Like how official is all this? Like, are there numbers being thrown around? Cause I, I haven't heard a lot about this. There's no numbers being thrown around. They just know that both, uh, Sony and Xbox are, uh, number one, Xbox is interested in them. So interested in like, they want to purchase the studio outright or they just want to pay them as like a second party developer to develop first party or exclusive. I mean to say software. Uh, the way I read it is a, a second party, kind of like what Insomniac is. For so Spider-Man. it would be like a, a permanent, it would be like a rare situation. It'd yeah. It permanently be, we're only making Microsoft games. Yeah, because the way, the way I've been that, reading... That's so weird for like a big, massive conglomeration of companies like WB to allow something like that to happen. Yeah, because you would think uh, WB would want more money and not exclusivity on one console. Because if if you're on all platforms, you're making more money, right? Like if yeah. you're, there, there's been a lot of uh, sorry to cut you off. There's been a lot of famous uh, quotes from game developer. I think Tim Schafer said something like this, but a lot of other people have said it too. Um, there's little to no difference wh- who you make systems for, Microsoft or Sony, because you can put the same game on both consoles with very little effort and just make double the money. Please everyone. I think Microsoft is trying to swing their big I have a lot of money dick and trying to be like, hey, guys, you want to play Batman? Well, guess what? You can play Batman on our console only. That's Uh, what they need to do. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's absolutely what they need. That would be a good move for them. Mm -hmm. Just from Warner Brothers side of things is where I'm confused. From Microsoft side of things, 110% to 10% makes sense. And here's the thing. I don't even want a Batman to be the only uh, game on. It would be the smarter move because everybody loves Batman. But like when you think of Spider-Man, uh, you don't think of like Marvel until now, obviously. Like if if I would think what would be the one game I want Sony to have uh, that would be the big Marvel game, I would think either Iron Man or Captain America. 
uh, having their own game to be on there. I don't think of Spider-Man. Even though Spider-Man game, that game was fucking fun. I loved it. I platinumed it. Um, but that's not what I think of when Marvel. Uh, so I would want DC to, uh, or, or Xbox to go their own way of having like a, a supporting character kind of uh, like a Superman. Even though Superman's big. You don't Wait, say, did you, did you say when you think of Marvel, you don't think of Spider-Man? Yeah, I don't. That's fucked. Yeah, that's <laughs> like the opposite of what everybody else thinks. Like as far as video games go, especially because ever since the PlayStation Three used the fucking Spider-Man font on the console, I've always yeah. just been like just the same thing. Yeah, but I'm I'm speaking as like a a movie crowd. I mean, obviously Spider Man the the movie. Uh, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, if what, you mean from like the movie perspective, I guess. Yeah. Average popcorn munching movie goer. Yeah, when I think of Marvel, I I obviously think of Spider Man because I'm a comic book reader. But like, yeah. <laughs> but as a movie person and the casual fans, you're you're gonna be like, oh, I want Iron Man. I want I want Captain America. I want America's ass on my console. Well, hang on, though. There's an exclusive Iron Man game coming to PlayStation, though. Spider-Man, you wouldn't know Spider-Man just because you're a a comic reader, though. Spider-Man was probably their only real successful crossover character for, like, a long time. Well, Spider-Man was big before the Marvel Universe. Yeah. What about all the Sam Raimi movies? Yeah, I mean, even further before that, Spider-Man had a fucking cartoon in the 70s. And then he was, like, he had a movie. And then he had a Japanese movie. And, and then, like, there was, yeah, there was all the other cartoons and stuff and all the video games before all that. Yeah, but he's always that kid kid from Queens. It's okay. Like, that fight, What's that got to do with it? Because he's a kid from Queens, like me. I'm a fat Spider-Man. Anyway, <laughs> um, I want xbox to either come up with a superman game a batman beyond game or um i don't want suicide squad i think that's stupid stop i don't want to play as villains okay even though villains are cooler than the heroes i don't want to do the suicide squad has that been yeah has that been an idea that's been kicked around for a video game yeah we're hearing like rocksteady is doing suicide squad or something like that but i heard i heard rumor a while back they were working on a superman game and like like i guess just in their spare time or some shit and uh they kind of got told no like don't do this this should surprise everyone don't just make a third person action game make like a suicide squad like action rpg or with like a a slowed down do something original is what i'm trying to say um it could be fun by the way i did check uh yeah netherrealm studios falls under warner brothers interactive it's one of the subsidiaries so if microsoft or sony did decide to fight over them and when they're not just winning rocksteady studios you're winning netherrealm studios they're winning uh the various other subsidiaries the other way, I, the way I see it though is, I think they'll work out a deal where they'll have a couple of studios that might be exclusively to Xbox or something like Mortal Kombat. Um, they'll have timed exclusive, maybe. Yeah, you- I can't see like straight, strict one console exclusivity. Yeah, that, that this is what I was thinking you were talking about. Is they're gonna like throw a bunch of money at like a deal? Oh, we're gonna get an exclusive Batman game. We're getting a. a exclusive characters for our version of mortal Kombat, and we're getting some other new ip that is microsoft exclusive in the next two years so they can they can talk about it in their next big thing yeah i guess they also got they also got fear but i think fear's dead yeah, <laughs> i mean mostly. it started out i mean it started on pc but it it got big on xbox 360 so maybe yeah. maybe maybe we'll get a, a remastered or maybe a new fear who knows the new fear. <laughs> yeah, that should be the title. Of new fear. Um, other than that, I don't have any other news unless you guys have something to bring up. No, but I mean that's kind of what I want to talk about. All right, guys. Uh, if you want to catch more of Big Trouble Little Podcast, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts. If you search Nerd of View Network, we're all on that. We're also uh on Red Circle, which is distributing 
all our episodes on all those platforms. Uh, make sure you go there. Uh, you know, give us a review. You know, give us a little star. Uh, tell us if we're good or bad. I want feedback. Uh, so, um, yeah, if you, we, we have more podcasts that, you know, we're going to work on in the future. And we should have an uh, announcement soon on other projects that we're working on. But let's talk about streaming-wise. Andy, uh, what's where, where do you, can you find your streams when you stream? Uh, Twitch.tv slash the cliche mustache. I've actually been streaming a lot more. Uh, for some reason, my Elgato works one day and then doesn't work the next day. So whenever it works, I stream. I was streaming a Run Saber. Uh, I was streaming some Tetris Effect. I, I'm all over the place. If you like both games, both new and old, uh, come watch me because that's what you'll get. Zach, you finally have your uh, YouTube up. Uh, so how can they find you on YouTube? It's uh, YouTube. Uh, well, I don't have like a direct link. It's Zork Streams. Just just search Zork Streams on YouTube. Sweet. And uh, there'll be links to all this at Nerd of You, I assume. Yeah, I'll have it in the description of our podcast so that you could right catch all our shit. And I'm on twitch.tv slash joedubs35. And yeah, uh, you know, I, I try to stream single player games. And if I'm playing Call of Duty, oh, that's what I forgot to say. I played Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, yeah, I watched you play Call of Duty. I downloaded it and haven't done anything with it yet. Yeah, it's free. Uh, it's cool. Uh, sometimes I get frustrated. I'm actually better with a controller, by the way. I, found I watched that. you singing too, playing that Twitch sings. Oh yeah, Twitch sings. I did some Twitch sings because I was in the singing mood, and it, I I suck at singing. So if you want to see me uh, look like an asshole or sing like an asshole, because you don't see me, uh, you know, on camera, just check it out. All right, guys, I think we'll end the episode uh, there. Oh, by the way, Andy, what are the two movies that we're seeing next week or talking about? Well, if if uh, if you want to follow us and watch them in chronological order, watch On Her Majesty's Secret Service, starring George Lassenby. Then watch Diamonds Are Forever, starring the return of Sean Connery. Yeah, see those movies, come back here, and then we'll talk about it. Until next time, everybody, have a good day and good night. Thanks for listening.